WYPR is here to keep you connected to your community. And as our communities change amid the coronavirus pandemic, that connection is more important than ever before. Member support makes it possible. And if you can, we hope you'll help us out. If you're a sustaining member, consider increasing your monthly pledge or become a new member with a first-time gift. Come to WYPR.org and click the donate link. And thanks. Hello everyone, I'm Theo Hill, and welcome back to One Day at a Time in Recovery in Baltimore. It's a podcast where I talk one-on-one with other folks like me who are dealing with their own addiction and recovery, and where we listen and learn together from each other's story. My guest on this episode is a good friend of mine um, named Al, and uh Al, can you tell the podcast people how we met? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. introduce yourself first, my bad. Yeah, no, Al, you introduced <laughs> me, man. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Congratulations <laughs> on all your uh, successes and, and progress. Uh, it's really it's really great to see you uh, advancing. Um, man, especially <laughs> from where this story takes us. Yes, indeed. You know, yes, we sir. met uh, behind the walls. Uh, we were incarcerated at the same time, and uh, we we share a similar love and interest, and that's that chessboard. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you like the mentor, right? You know, we cool, and I don't really call nobody a mentor, but if right. I did, it would be you. And you, um, you showed me patience because your game was so much stronger than mine. But anyway, we um, we spent. Endless hours playing chess, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, a couple years later, we were both out and uh, ran into each other at a at a meeting. And uh, to both of our surprise, we were in recovery, and our journeys continued since then. And we like, you know, two thieves in the in the woods, you know. Yes, indeed. So it's such a good thing to see you here. Man, it's a good thing to have you as a guest. Um, I like to start with um, kind of like a bio that you had growing up, brothers and sisters, parents, and mm. then how did you um, flow into the addiction? Mm. You know, I'll tell this story. At a very young age, uh, I walked into a grocery store and um, and I stole something. Mm-hmm. I had to be five, six years old. Mm-hmm. And I walked out that door and... Um, and I got that feeling. Got that feeling. Got that rush. I got or... that. I got that feeling. That was the hit. And then I went into the church because my father was a preacher, and I started passing out the candy that I stole to my friends. And then I got the validation. I got two hits in one day, mm. and I chased that and chose crime until I got clean. And. Uh, you know that's really it in a nutshell. Right, right. You know, once once you chose that, you know, you've seen me where where that takes us uh, when you continue to choose that. But um, that feeling is really where um, where I had to work on because it it had nothing to do with uh, the drugs at the time. Right. Um, it had to do with um, separating uh, the disease and the compulsive disorder from the drugs which are their own animal. So how were you able to do that? Did you do that through a detox or did jail do that? Um, I was oh. introduced to 
Narcotics Anonymous. Initially, at uh, 18 years old, I was sent out to a treatment place out of state. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, I didn't know where I was at, what I was going to. Um, I very quickly um, f***ed that up and uh, was, was then on the run. And it turned into um, uh, back on the streets and then back to jail. And uh, it wasn't until I ended up in an outpatient treatment again. And uh, the counselor, who I get to see very often, he's in the program with me. He drew me a map to a meeting and he kept hounding me for months. And I kept telling him, I'm not like those people. I don't need that. And eventually, with um, you know a good number, maybe 80, 90 years hanging over my head, I could not stop using. I was getting high against my will and breaking my own rules. And um, I said, well, you know, I was done. You know, I mean, this is, this is really hard to get into the pain and degradation. Yes. That gift of desperation that I experienced. But I was hurt, and I was done, and I needed something else, and I know what it was. And before I blew my brains out, I said, I'm going to try this. Right. And that's how I ended up uh, giving this a try. And it didn't happen overnight, but I ended up in a... Um, in a rehab facility, and, um, and that was that was when the journey really began. Uh, for the first time, I got honest about uh, who I was, and I had to look into myself and and see who you know who I wanted to be. Right, became right. the question. I never wanted to be miserable again. You know, kind of an independent loner guy, but right, there's no such thing. We right. all need people. But what you did know was you didn't want to turn back. No. And disease is strong. Uh, you know, my compulsive disorder, it's, uh, you know, that cunning, baffling, and insidious right. disease we suffer from that makes me think. I tell myself I'm okay, you know, right? And I'm not. Right. And I'm, and I'm running off of ego, pride. Yes. You know, these things happen, and uh, not as much anymore. You know, the work that's been done stops that from happening yes. on a regular basis like it used to. But it used to run the show. And through the work, right, working those steps, working with these people, working with us, other ther- you know, other uh, other people like us, and uh, and then and then being a part of the solution has been the hit for me. Right, now. right, right. Mm-hmm. So, Al, let's go back to what you said about that you were contemplating suicide. Um, can you uh, just explain just how you were feeling at that particular time, and kind of like. What saved you from going there? You know, I can relate to um, to feeling like driving a car mm-hmm. off the road, up, up, off the road, off into the cliff. a tree. Yeah, okay. That's okay. what it was early on. Right. It was, um, you know, I fucked something up. Something didn't go right. It didn't turn out the way I wanted. Right. And now my lack of coping skills mm-hmm. turns into a temper tantrum mm-hmm. and I go, I'll kill myself because I think that's what's going to solve it. And that got to the point where, you know, you can put the gun in your mouth, right? I've right. got the gun in my mouth, loaded cock. Right. Nah, nah, not today. You know, I've swerved on the road and the contemplation was there. You know, I don't like this and, and, and just whipping the wheel out, right. of, out of a temper tantrum. That's what I'm having. Right. Right, if you had to relate it, that's some immature lack of coping activity. 
Right. So that's what I've addressed it as now. No, you called it exactly what it is. Right. So so while I'm having those, um, you know, part of me is thinking there's got to be something else. There's some things I want to do before I go. Uh, okay, okay. Right? So you but count. the level of freedom when yeah. you're willing to off yourself. Yes. You li- I'm li- I've lived at a at unlocked, right? Hashtag unlocked. When I don't care what happens, you know, I've gotten myself in some of the, but I found out who I was too. You know what I what I'm what I'm willing to do, and then I said, well, if I'm willing to off myself, mm-hmm. what if I use this energy for something else? Yes. Could you paint a picture of what your daily life is today? Bob Ross couldn't paint this one. <laughs> uh, but there are a lot of happy trees all over the place. Um, I'm going to make it simple for you. You know, it involves meetings and talking to recovery addicts all day long. And then, um, you know, I've, I've been able to chase a, a career here. Yes. Um, I've been able to do uh, some business ventures here. Um, so in a day, I'm managing and maintaining um, a lot of plates. And um, you could catch me doing anything, man, from, uh, you know, putting up drywall mm-hmm. to... Uh, you know, babysitting some switches and routers for some IT work. Right. To, um, you know, to feeding the baby. Mm-hmm. To, uh, to going to a meeting, you know, and hanging out after the meeting, and uh, and doing that therapeutic thing that we do. How many years clean? How much time do you have in recovery? Fourteen years. Fourteen years. Um, what is the easiest part of your recovery now, and what's still the hardest? That's a really good question. It is. It's a two-point question. That's a really good question. That might be a three if I'm behind the line. Uh, the easiest part of my recovery right now, you know, that's a moving target. Of course it is. That's a moving target. We're talking about, um, you know, a lot. we all have our lives, man, so I'm not special, but I'm going to talk about mine. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm currently working in multiple facets of economy and and cultural development so um you know what i enjoy uh, i like watching people get it um i like watching the light turn on um i like flame in the fire uh of progress of recovery mm-hmm. um you know and some of the hardest things yeah, give me to some transition. Of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can't be all good, can't be all bad, right? <laughs> but um, no, this one just jumped out at me, man, and it's something I've been saying a lot, and mm-hmm. I, and I and I hope you know that, that that we can start addressing this. I know I'm addressing it in my life, but um, you know, I had no patience or tolerance for the disease, for the uh, indifference, for the uh, the 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 people who are incapable. Let me tell you this. I'm going to ad-lib some literature that hit me and is still valid today. Okay. says some people won't get this because they're fundamentally incapable of being honest with themselves. Right. Don't matter what I tell you. If I lie to myself and believe it, I'm done. And that's what I believe. I keep that up front. One of the most difficult things I experienced today is talking to people's disease. Mm Mm-hmm. I used to shut it down. I used to be a lot harsher. And it's really difficult 
loving someone's disease. Yes. So in your early part of your recovery, um, what did you find out about yourself? What did you have to learn about you? But you already knew it was there, but you had to relearn it? Mm. Early recovery. Yes. Whew. Man. Taking you back? Ooh. I mean, think about your early recovery. You know, crazy as a bed bug, man. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Crazy as a bed bug, man. One, one. You know, I remember this specific thing. I was bored with you people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I don't like hanging out with you people. You ain't about what I'm about. I'm just trying to finish this up, beat my case, and go back to doing what I do. I didn't want none of this. And the guy goes, hang out with people with some time. And uh, I started to do that. And they started to pull me up. And I started to see how they were living. Right. And I'm thankful today to the network that I developed, for sure. Yes. Saved my life guided me in the right direction because I didn't know. I remember many a time sitting out in front of my house or at a Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. right, or outside a meeting and having these epiphanies, you know, having these moments, mm -hmm. listening to myself talk through problems while they're just guiding me. Now I want to do that for somebody else. Right. I'm grateful. I got gratitude. Right. You know? That's okay. what that is. It's an action. And you're following, you know, your direction because you got to give it away in order to keep it. Mm, I heard that before. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's, there's certain things, you know, there's a saying um, that people come in your life for a season, mm. for a reason, and for a lifetime. And um, it, it, it's truly been a blessing, our journey through life. Mm -hmm. You know, every aspect. Um, I love seeing you. Yeah, it smiled in my face. Yeah, it's it, it, that's both ways. Yeah, we just, man. you know, we just, yeah. uh, we just connected from the beginning, yeah. you know. But the recovery pieces brought us, you know, really close together, and I really appreciate your story. And um, as we go through this journey together, um, I definitely have to come, have you come back. Oh, that's what's up. I'm down. Okay. We're still gonna get a get a game in here. Yes, indeed. Now, mm -hmm. I would like to thank Al for sharing his story on this episode of One Day at a Time in Recovery in Baltimore. I want to thank you for listening. I'm Theo Hill. Let's talk again soon. <laughs>